may I ask about your teachers and, and your guides? Yeah. Um, yeah, basically, you just if you could speak about them. So, how did you find them? Mm, yeah. How did you choose them? Like, what was it about them that made you think, "Aha, this is the person who can guide me. This is the tradition yes. that I will be able to best sort of bring myself towards enlightenment." Can you speak about that? Yes, yeah, sure. Uh, thank you. It's a good question. It's nice always to to honor exactly the the teachers. Um, I think that the first uh, significant spiritual teacher was Lama Olenidal. Um, and he's uh, he's a, a, a Tibetan Buddhist Lama. He's Danish. Um, he's now in his in his eighties. Um, he was an incredible example and principal. Um, who in the sixties uh, met with these great masters in in the Himalayas, these uh, the lineage of the Karmapas, uh, great realized masters, and they they learned and brought those teachings and carried the transmission into the Western world to what now are 700 and so Buddhist centers around the world. And uh, an endless, diligent uh, work of 50 years that him and his wife and, and people, many people around him uh, brought these teachings forward. Um, and and Lamol Nidal is, is, a, is a fantastic example of, of, of a Western man, intelligent, engaged in life, enjoys what society has to offer, um, relationships and uh, fast motorbikes and <laughs> jumping out of airplanes and consciousness and meditation, you know, and living life from a from a perspective of joy, of love, of highest functioning, you know, to to have the pure view of the world, right? Not to see the world as this decadent, destroyed, horrible place, but mm. to see it full of potential and love and qualities, right? Uh, qualities of enlightenment. And that richness, that perspective of presence, the perspective of, of view, of vision, right? That um, that can bring such uh, such a, a powerful position uh, into how we can be in the world, um, and and at the same time, through a, a very authentic transmission of teachings of hundreds of years from teacher to student, you know, that he brought to us. Uh, that was the biggest gift. Mm. Uh, that I have received them and my my, my fellow my fellow uh, Buddhist friends you know um, who have received this so this was a very very significant uh, to follow the question um, how did I find him and and what inspired me so what inspired me was at first the people yeah so I, I met the people before I met him but the people were just what I felt like me they were travelers, they enjoyed being from around the world, knowing the world, um, traveling to different Buddhist courses, at the same time engaged in society, having jobs and careers and families, using meditation practices, building centers, you know, working for the benefit of the community, not because of money, not because of other interests, mm. just because there is a, a sense of purpose and I want to give my time to what is this, you know, which is bringing... The Buddhist teachings to as many people who want it, you know, and that they are Buddhist centers and they are places to meditate and we can come together and, and we can grow and develop and we can meditate and we can learn. So that was just so clear in the structure there um, that I was very attracted. And then when I met with him, I, I thought he was, you know, as I described before, really, really powerful and a, and a leading example uh, that I could find around me, you know. Um, uh, so that was 
once I found that, and it wasn't so easy, but you know, once I sort of aligned myself to be able to find it, you know, it's, it's, it's a both and, right? Uh, you kind of, re it's when you are ready to see it, do you see it? You know, there's a sort of a maturity required in the individual um, that I, I would have seen, maybe I would have passed uh, posters or I would have heard conversations about him before, but I wasn't, you know, it wasn't in my, in mm -hmm. my, my field of search, you know, I wasn't open to see it, you know, and then all of a sudden it was there in front of me. Um, and so that was fortunate, uh, but it was in the right time, you know, give it to kind of an alignment that happened. So that was the most significant there. And then within that structure, there are many uh, teachers who teach Buddha Dharma, you know, teach the, uh, the Buddhism, who were very influential, you know, who I, many of them who gave fantastic talks and retreats and, and experiences that, that were significant to me. Um, and those experiences were, were really great. Then there are the non-human teachers, if you want, you know, so that in the meditation practices you are connecting with these qualities, right? So they are, it's, it's, a, it's a quality of, uh, that you're, you're learning from qualities, but they're non-human, they are, become teachers, right? So you have teachers that are in, in your mind, uh, that are, uh, what is a teacher? If it's a set of principles or qualities that you are trying to learn from, mm -hmm. right? And so, if you meditate on, a, on uh, an aspect of enlightenment, you know, uh, uh, an enlightened quality of mind, uh, of consciousness, um, then that's what's going to resonate in you, and that you—that's your teacher. You're learning from that, right? Um, and so that's 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 a really important characteristic to recognize: the outer teacher, the inner teacher, and the secret teacher. Do they have names? Um, though, though, oh, those are what I'm referring to at the moment are um, are uh, uh, aspects of enlightenment. So there would be um, I don't want to kind of give kind of fancy names. They are they are known, right? You mm -hmm. see, you recognize them as statues in a, in a Buddhist center, right? So Shenrezig, uh, right? Mm -hmm. uh, loving eyes. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Diamond mind, which mm -hmm. is about purifying mind um, loving uh, you know compassion or wisdom aspect or or uh, you know various characteristics or qualities of mind you know so whether they're called in their Tibetan name or the Sanskrit name or an English name it, it, it's so there's a matter because it's not really a, a personal name sort of a thing it's it's a kind of a, a set of characteristics and qualities so it's impersonal it's not it's impersonal mm -hmm. okay. yeah mm -hmm. but yeah. they become teachers you know okay. because those, those qualities become yes. teachers because in Christian tradition for example they conceptualize them as Archangel Metatron, yeah. or Archangel this, Archangel that. Very much the same, yes. So there, there are qualities you think they're impersonal, but yes. can you hear them in personal ways? Um, you, again, sense, feel, and perceive more than hear mm -hmm. and yeah. see. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so it, it's it's something that just sings to you. You know, mm -hmm. that uh, it's much more in the subtleties, and mm -hmm. it's the subtleties over time. Mm -hmm. You know, these sometimes psychedelics can give us a very quick experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh -huh. These methods are are many, many years, mm -hmm. you know, m many, many times of connecting with these practices, you mm -hmm. know, years of practicing the same thing repeatedly over and over and over, you know, to, to really kind of make a change, yes. you know, a, a more kind of a foundational change, you know, uh, in your being, uh, not, not so much the surface level, you know, yeah. uh, that happen at deeper levels of consciousness. You know, it's happening much more in the background of your being, you know, than yeah. on the kind of the surface level 
change of what's yes. happening in, in, in mind. You know? Could these teachers be not just impersonal qualities, but also, now I'm going to use an example which may be extreme, but let's say from, let's say being some other galaxies or other planets or yeah. other dimensions, let's say. Yeah. So they're not just qualities, they're beings like us yeah. that are like the Bodhisattvas in service. Yes of people who are in the lower densities of reality. Yeah. So let, let me shift away from Buddhism and moving to shamanism yeah, yeah, and, and the teachers, exactly, the teachers yeah. there. <laughs> um, uh, to be clear also uh, on that. Uh, um, 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 so in working with ayahuasca, um, there, it, there it's characterized as, a, as, a, as a, an entity, right? It's characterized as this female principle the grandmother right mm -hmm. as she's kind of known to be um, and so that is that is a, a teacher right is known as a, as a teacher plant mm -hmm. um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you you imagine and you see her in a green dress flowing and she has yes. whatever hair and nose and stuff like that no it, it doesn't manifest necessarily like that right? it doesn't of course just what I described was a human figure yeah so there's why should these things look like humans? You know, what do they look like if they're from a realm of of a, a non-form realm? Exactly. Yeah. Mm. yeah you know, we're talking about different realms. Yeah, it's a non-form realm. So, what form are they going to take? Because they don't have form. You know, like we have a human form. We have arms and legs and fingers and so on, right? And we kind of look for things that look like that. You know, uh, uh, so you know, so how does it? How does how does a relationship establish with a uh, with with, a, with a, a teacher plant, it 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 somehow it, it has to blend in with you. Mm. When we go back to the story of the shaman being the uh, allows becomes a clean vessel and allows for an energy to work through you, it's it's allowing for that that quality to be present within your ability to sense, feel, and perceive. Yeah. Um, each individual will have a different way of sense, feeling, or perceiving, uh, and and. You can develop, you can develop those, you know, articulate those, to be more receptive and sensitive to that form of communication, and communication is key here. So how is it communicating? There's just a knowing, right? Whichever filter it happens, there is a moment where you kind of I know something, and I'm knowing it not just from my ego judgment criticism experience which is also kind of kind of the supporting container for that in a, in a way but there is just a knowing of, of what the information is there's a, you project a question and the answer is there there's a space of understanding of clarity um, um, when working with ayahuasca and, and other psychedelic but I speak about ayahuasca um, that when when you get into that state where you're in the space of the medicine as to refer it as like that where you are uh, consciously aware of being in that space um, and you are present very present and you just think about things and you see things and you have this conversation right and you and the just the answers are there the clarity is there you you see things you kind of close your eyes and then all of a sudden you saw some aspect some story that comes back and informs you and you know so there's a there's a uh, an understanding that occurs through this relationship with these forms of energy mm. yeah yeah that answered my question and 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 it can you 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 can have the same relationship with other plants which are not psychoactive yes right so 
a lot of people uh, work with nettle. If we just take a, one as one example, right? Nettles, you know, stingy nettles, mm -hmm. nettles. Um, you know, so it's a it's a beautiful plant, a very wise plant. Uh, just speaking today with a with a very good friend who just spent a retreat, uh, a one week retreat in a yurt, absolutely on her own, no food. Only thing she drank was nettle tea and meditated and was by the fire and that was it for one entire week. Absolutely no food, absolutely nothing, you know, just a <laughs> full connection. Wow. And that's, when you do that, and this is, this is a, 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 a known practice, right? So this is when you diet, when you, uh, you, you spend time with these plants. And shamanic, shamanic training with the plants is like this, that you, you, you engage with the plant um, and you allow yourself to, to drink that plant to embody that plant and you allow that plant energy mm -hmm. not just the, the material substance but the, the energetic quality of that plant wow. to be mm -hmm. present with you mm -hmm. and then it's in, in your training to see how it's communicating with you is it opening your heart is there a kind of a feeling of, of depth there is it something that changes the way in which you are experiencing yourself in relation to mm -hmm. your life mm -hmm. yeah? mm -hmm. and going back to right to the beginning how are you present because you always measure it there, mm -hmm. yeah. You measure yourself in how am I feel? How am I connecting now with my daughter? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like, is there a change? Yes, I'm feeling more open. I'm feeling more relaxed. I'm feeling more. Ah, is this the wisdom from nettle? Mm -hmm. All right, I'm just using. Yeah, yes. Is this the myth of nettle? Is this kind of hoping my heart is changing me, changing the way in which I'm perceiving? Which is the wisdom from the nettle? Mm -hmm. yeah, and you kind of really you 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 meditate and you engage in that wisdom, mm. and you allow that to come through you and to work with you. You see. Um, How do you exactly connect energetically to the plant? Let's say it's uh, honey, even. Yeah. How do you, how do you do that? As so as it, practice? it's um, um, to give you an example would be, for example, like how you would engage with coffee, <laughs> yeah, because that is easier to, to yeah. for you to comprehend, sure. right? Mm -hmm. Because do you drink coffee? Uh, not these days. But not these days. But, but I, I but have, you did perfect. Yes. So you're a perfect example. <laughs> yeah. So. There was a time when you drank coffee, mm. and every time you drank coffee, you sensed, felt, and perceived something. Correct? Yeah, yeah. And you might have coded. Yeah, you were coding your communication with coffee to be oh, it's waking me up or mm. making me tired or mm. a headache or something. I don't know what yes. your relationship was. What, what was your relationship with coffee? Oh, recently jitteriness. Jitteriness. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's something about it. There's yeah. a quality that is coming to you and you are like, I, I like it or don't like it, output or don't help for. The next level would be to say, okay, what am I learning from this? I drink coffee and I get this jittering. What is it showing to me? Yeah. What can I learn from this? And you really reflect on it and you keep on drinking the coffee the next day or <laughs> you know, a, a day after and you, you, you meditate on it. In between the drinking, you are also conscious about the coffee that's in your system and mm -hmm. you want to you want to engage not just in the, the substance, but also in, in an energetic level. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? So the, the meditation, the consciousness. So this is where you, you as a practitioner starts to develop your own cosmology of how, how is it present? Where is 
it's, it's going to sound stupid, but you know, where is co- coffee in my consciousness? Mm-hmm. Where is that? In, you know, you don't think of the cup of coffee, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, again, it's, a, it's an energetic aspect, mm-hmm. right? Because coffee also has an, a, an energetic, mm-hmm. energetic existence. Mm-hmm. The subtle sensations in the body. The subtle sensations, yeah. 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 The, bomb, mm-hmm. the body could be a good start, right? Yeah. So I feel mm-hmm. the sensation. So it's, it's here mm-hmm. residing me. And, yeah. and you communicate, what is it telling me? You know, mm-hmm. what, what do I feel when I, when I connect into my, mm-hmm. into my solar plexus and I feel this tension here? What, what is it? And maybe the coffee, as a wise plant, might tell you, that, you know, you need to rest more. You know, you need mm-hmm. to, you know, um, try to be so tense. And then you mm-hmm. think, well, why am I being so tense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really tense because I'm stressed and I'm worried about this. Ah, okay, maybe, you know, just try and see your relationship with that aspect. Why are you mm-hmm. worrying? And can you see it? It yeah. kind of sort mm-hmm. of, it sort of becomes like a flow, right? Mm-hmm. A, a flow of inquiry also. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you become more sensitive to how you feel. Yeah. Yeah, and you, you become aware that there are more parts of you. Mm-hmm. There's a child part of you, there's the professional, there's the student, there's the naughty, there's the lover, there's the, the magician, right? There, I don't mm-hmm. know, there's all mm-hmm. these kind of parts mm-hmm. of you, mm-hmm. right, um, that you kind of recognize and you resonate with, as well as the other parts are like, oh, is that coffee talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Terence McKenna always spoke of uh, the mushrooms uh, yes. said, which yes. was a yes. funny, yes. funny expression of yes. him. Yes, a lot. You really believe that to an, yeah, extent, to an extent. That's right. Now, and you, if you speak with people, you know, very commonly in, in ayahuasca circles, mother said this to me, mother mm. said that because mm. they refer to ayahuasca yeah. as mother. Uh, so a lot of people have that. Um, I don't. I don't go so much by that. Mm. Mother told me to do this because I feel that. Um, that. Uh, I, I take a different stance. Mm. I, I am, I am the one in my life here, and my relationship. With the plants, is is a, is, a, is one of working, and I gain information. It's like a, mm. a, a council, mm. I go to this council to find <laughs> the best information. I meet, have this meeting, mm. yeah, and exactly. I come back, and I mm-hmm. and I take right. my decisions right. yeah. mm-hmm. upon my mm. circumstances of my life and my situation and my children and so on. I don't do what I've been told to mm. do. Mm. I just take advice. Yes, and then I decide. So exactly. I, I don't yeah. take this. My mother told me to do this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> but a lot of people are like that. You okay. know? they yeah. almost. I, I find that I find that they 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 drop responsibility of themselves. Mm-hmm. Then they kind of like don't want to. Oh, I'm I, you know mother told me to do so I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like they take responsibility off of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I for me it's really important to to take full one hundred percent responsibility for who you are. Yeah. you are the one. You're sovereign. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm the king. Mm-hmm. I'm the king of my sovereignty. Mm-hmm. But I have counselors. Mm-hmm. Yes, wise wise counselors yeah. that can help me. But in the end, it's Ricardo, the king, who takes the decision. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's my perspective in relation to the work. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ricardo, thank you so much <laughs> uh, for joining us today. It's been an extraordinary podcast. Mm. Um, and we really appreciate all of your wisdom. Thank you so much. It's, it's been, been amazing. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, pleasure totally. meeting you. Thank you. Likewise. Yeah, thank yeah, you so much. Tr- truly touching encounter. Yeah. Truly, yeah. Fantastic. Thank, thank you. you. Wonderful questions as well. Really. Thank really you. <laughs> Thanks.